Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Rust-Based Weight Loss Podcast Series. In this episode, I want to talk about the difficulties of eating a healthy diet or trying to switch to at least eating a healthy diet while you're still responsible for cooking for a whole entire family of people who could care less about what you're trying to do for yourself and your health, and they still want the pasta and the pizza for dinner. They don't want the broccoli and the grilled chicken. They want the quesadillas with the sour cream. (laughs) I want to talk, I want to address, this is a serious thing that a lot of, a lot of moms, especially a lot of women uh, struggle with. And so I just want to share just some tips, just my own personal, how I navigated around that in this episode. But in case this is your first time listening, my name is Lene Urban. I'm a certified nutrition consultant. I'm a lifestyle coach. I'm a stress management coach. And four years ago, I found a weight loss strategy that completely changed my life. I didn't know at the time that it was changing my life. I didn't know until I decided to do some research as to why this particular weight loss strategy worked so amazingly for me when everything else I had tried eight years prior uh, failed constantly, failed consistently. Being able to understand why, what it was about this particular weight loss strategy led me down a rabbit hole of research that, that brought me to this point uh, where four and a half years ago, I was able to lose 12% of my body fat and drop seven dress sizes. I've been able to keep it off. I've been able to keep and maintain those results over these years. I became a weight loss coach to start teaching other women very specifically what I learned, what I learned not just for myself, but then also uh, what I learned about the truth about weight loss, which is that weight loss is not does not require diet and exercise. Weight loss requires a certain lifestyle, changing certain lifestyle habits that have a direct impact on whether or not you gain weight or lose weight and where you gain or lose the weight from and whether or not you can sustain, whether or not the weight that you lose will actually stay off or if it will come back. And so learning all of the intricacies that go into all of that, I coined, I I use the phrase rest-based weight loss to describe what it is that I do because the approach to weight loss is very hands-off. It's very much like we're not even like looking at weight loss at all. We're looking at these lifestyle factors because if if we can get these lifestyle factors straightened out consistently, then the weight will take care of itself. That's why I call it rest-based weight loss. So if this is your first time listening, then I would definitely encourage you to subscribe, to keep coming back because every episode I want to give you little like little puzzle pieces that you can over time put together for yourself, little things here and there that you'll need to eventually figure out what works best for you. Okay. So yeah, please definitely keep coming back. Keep listening. Uh, so I feel like I'm equipped, definitely. <laughs> I'm equipped to talk about this topic in this episode, this topic of 
Like how on earth do you change your diet? Do you start eating healthy? How on earth do you maintain consistency and motivation when you are responsible for cooking for when a family, when your family is used to you cooking, you providing dinner, okay? And you guys are used to eating a certain way. You're used to having certain things. And then all of a sudden mom wants to go on a diet and there's a, a mutiny in the house. There's an uproar. The husband is complains, the kids are pissed off, like there's a there's a mutiny, right? And well, I'll just tell I'll share my story. When I first decided to start changing my eating habits, I decided to cut out all sugar. Um and my for like my immediate, you know, sort of reaction was that we're all, the whole entire family, we're all gonna cut out sugar. If I tell you guys, they all just about kicked me out of the house with my stuff. Like literally, they were two seconds away from kicking me out of the house and not allowing me to live anymore, not allowing me to live there anymore. It was, it was a mutiny. <laughs> there was a war. There was a war. So, <laughs> so I... My, the beginning of my weight loss journey, it just put a bad taste in everyone else's mouth because I like, I was, became so charismatic about getting rid of all sugar and just eating whole foods and those types of things. And, uh, I, I pressured, not pressured. I forced my family into this. Like I forced my family into the style of eating. And so at first I stuck to my guns. I didn't care. I started making them uh, dinners that were very nutritious, very whole, like all those things. And then it just got to the point where their dad, like they wouldn't even eat and their dad would just go out and buy them, you know, just buy pizza. He would just like go out to fast food and just buy fast food and just bring it home. After I would like cook this, after I would cook all this whole entire meal of super healthy, like grilled chicken and broccoli, <laughs> you know, diet food they just there was an uprising um and so so as as admirable as it sounds as you know as much as like no I'm the mom I'm the parent I cook I'm putting my foot down I'm changing my eating habits so we're all changing our eating habits let me tell you that you catch more flies with honey okay then you do a fly trap. I don't know if that's the way that the term goes, but that was for me, for my family, that was the very wrong approach to take. Um, so what I ended up doing then was I ended up going from forcing everybody to eating the way that I, I was eating to going back to cooking the, the meals that I would normally cook for them, you know, be, you know, pasta and tacos and, um, you know, we would rotate in like meatloaf and, you know, just kind of standard, like kind of family meals. And then I would make myself a completely separate meal. So I would essentially make two different meals for like every meal that I made for my family, because I was totally content with having salmon and kale every night. I love salmon and kale. Salmon and kale became my new favorite food. I was totally fine with that. So I was essentially just like, stocking up on my protein and my veggies while still going grocery shopping for meals for my family. And that got really expensive and really tiring really quickly. 
I mean, it lasted for a while because I couldn't find any alternative. But I'll tell you what, I blew through some cash and I spent so much of my time. And that's not that's not a sustainable way to live. Right. Um, And I don't know, like a lot of the you know, a lot of women, especially that I've worked with a lot of moms. This is where they keep getting stuck. This is where for them, it's like, I just can't, this isn't sustainable. I can't make two separate meals. Um, I can't force my kids and my husband to eat the way that I'm eating. So they usually get stuck there and uh, they end up remaining like being really inconsistent, really inconsistent with their diet because they can't figure this part out. So that's where I was stuck for a while. I was stuck on on making two meals. And then once that was no longer sustainable financially or time-wise, it, it kind of moved. It kind of moved to uh, me just skipping dinner most nights. Like if I if I made something that you know if I made something for the family that I just absolutely didn't want to eat or couldn't eat. Like if I made a whole big thing of pasta and like garlic bread, you know, with the Parmesan cheese and all that. Like there was no way I was going to eat that for myself. And so there were many a night many a night that I would just skip dinner. And of course, that's not healthy either. Of course, we don't want to do that either. We want to make sure that we have a delicious, a delicious and nutritious meal, at least, you know, you know, three meals a day, a delicious, nutritious that meet our needs. So that I went through a period of, well, I'm trying to budget, I'm trying to save money, I'm trying to stop spending and I'm trying to save time. So let me make this, you know, I'll make this meal for my family and I'll have a protein bar for dinner. Guys, I'm really ashamed to admit that I lived, I lived my life a really long time like that. Really long. Uh, I would say it was probably, you know, around eight to 10 months that I would frequently skip dinner. And, and so when I realized that skipping dinner was having an impact on my hunger and cravings the following day, like I couldn't just wake up the next morning and go back to my regularly scheduled program. Like I started struggling with feeling more hungry and having more cravings for like sugary things and carby things and those types of things. I realized it was because skipping dinner, um, I was essentially, uh, I was essentially malnourished. (laughs) because I just, I wasn't eating enough food uh, and I wasn't getting enough calories. So what I decided to start doing was I decided to, I decided to, to do like a combination of like a combination of kind of cooking for my family and cooking for myself, but in a way that saved both time and money. And essentially what I did was for every meal that I made for my family that had like a heavy kind of carb component, um, especially like a simple carb component, I would make just a separate, a separate side dish of vegetables to replace that carb, if that makes sense. So for example, when I would do like tacos and burritos for my family, well, I would still make all the fixins, right? I would still do everything, put everything together for the tacos or the burritos, except my kids and my husband, they would have the tortillas. And I, instead I would, uh, have like lettuce tacos. 
So instead of, you know, buying a whole thing to make tacos for my family and then buying myself separate like salmon and kale, I would buy the whole thing for tacos or burritos for my family. And then I would buy myself a separate package of romaine hearts. And I would make all the fixins. I would, you know, make my tacos and I would put them, they would be like lettuce wraps instead of using the tortilla. Uh, same thing for, uh, let's say for example, I used to do that a lot with, with like stir fries. My family loves stir fries and especially with rice. And, um, and when I was cutting down on the amount of starch, my starch intake, what I would do is I would buy all the stuff for the stir fry and I would just buy, like, I would kind of double up on the veggies and for myself, I would double up on like, you know, broccoli and the peppers and the onions. I would make an extra helping of that so that instead of me having stir fry with my rice, I would just have my stir fry with an extra helping of veggies. And then my kids and my husband, they would have the stir fry with the rice. So I shifted all of my meals to meals that my kids would like, my kids would enjoy meals that my kids were used to. And I would use, I would make sure that all of my meals had some sort of protein, some sort of protein component. And then I would just buy myself an extra serving of veggies. I would buy myself an extra serving of clean carbs, like sweet potatoes or whatever it was that I wanted to have for myself. So that way I wouldn't force my family to eat that, to eat what they didn't want to eat. And at least half of the meal that I was already preparing, I could enjoy for myself as well. I could still have for myself and still feed my family at the same time. That cut down on time. It cut down on money. And it still allowed me to have very similar meals to my family, just kind of lower carb versions of them with my extra serving of veggies. So that's what I did. And I would definitely encourage for those of you that are listening that, you know, from a logistical standpoint, you're like, okay, how am I really, how am I supposed to do this? I would say to start looking for recipes, look at, start looking for recipes where you can easily swap out, you know, the carbs and the starches for, uh, just for some veggies and have those veggies on the side instead of the carbs and, and, you know, making sure that you just do that every single time for every single meal that'll allow your family to still have what they want. That'll allow you to still be able to, you know, kind of have something similar to your family and it'll save you time and money. Here's one more thing that I want to say about the, the challenges in trying to eat healthy and cook for a family and kind of remain consistent. I want to say that especially for dinner time, there there are some differences definitely with like breakfast and lunch. And for the most part, I feel like at least the women that I work with, breakfast and lunch aren't really the problem. It's like when we get to dinner. I just want to remind us, all of us, that dinner time really should be, if it's not already, dinner time should really be about family time. Like dinner time shouldn't be a time of stressing about 
what am I going to eat? You guys don't eat anything that I cook. Like I'm trying to eat healthy and you guys are eating all this junk. And, you know, I, and it's hard for me to stick to my diet because you guys won't eat what I want to eat. Like dinner time is not supposed to be that stressful. Um, it's not supposed to be, we're not supposed to be consumed by those types of things. Like dinner time should really be focused on the one time where the one time in the day where the whole entire family can sit down and have meaningful and quality conversations about, about their day, meaningful and, um, and, and quality conversations with each other and connecting with each other. And so whether or not, you know, that, that quality time is around a big pizza or if it's around, like burritos while you have your lettuce tacos, putting the focus less on what it is you're eating and more so that time that you guys spend together. What that does from an emotional standpoint is it removes the attachment of the attachment of like the positive emotions from the meal itself. And it places it on the family time. It places the focus on the togetherness some of my best memories and conversations with my parents or my family happened definitely around the dinner table, but it wasn't so much specifically what we were eating. It was, it was some of those conversations that would come about organically as a result of all of us sitting down together. So that's just my little mindset, my little mindset tip that I want to leave you at the end of this episode. So I hope this was helpful or at least gave you something to think about. Hopefully it gave you some direction um, where you can start, like you can take to, to Pinterest and start looking for different recipes and things that you can very, very easily and very simply make kind of low carb versions of. I would say just start there and remember that dinner time is more so about the family and togetherness than it is about what specifically you guys are eating. Okay. This has been another episode of the Rest Based Weight Loss podcast series. Once again, I'm your host, Lene Urban, and I can't wait to talk to you next time.